And I'm thinking in my mind, oh my God, they're going to, somebody else is going to see it. They're going to want it. They're going to get it for more money. I'm, you know, Monday's going to be here. It's time for me to check out from the hotel and I'm not going to have a place to go. Like all of these things going on in my mind, coming out with every single catastrophe possible until I stopped myself. I stopped myself while I was walking. I said, wait a minute, stop. I said it out loud. I said, shut up because you're thinking negatively about something that you weren't even looking for. You weren't looking for that place. That place found you. You were looking at all of these other places, all of these other things that didn't look anything like that. And yet this thing is presented to you. Do you really, really think that God would allow you to see something better than what you were asking for and then take it away? Like what type of cruel God is that? What type of cruel being is that? Like, that doesn't even make sense. So why are you catastrophizing about a situation that clearly is a blessing for you? You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communications specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy Wednesday, fellow millennial leaders and multi-passion entrepreneurs. I am your host, Dr. Charity C. Campbell, and today I am super excited because we made it to the double digits of the Leaders Lab podcast. Can you believe it? This is episode 10, one zero. 10 straight weeks of producing content for you all, whether it's for one listener or 10. Hopefully one day it'll be 100. But if it's only for one person to me, that is enough because this is a podcast of purpose. And currently we are doing a series about negative self-talk and how we transform that negative self-talk into positive self-talk. In episodes seven, eight, and nine, we talked about our inner dialogues and the things that we say to ourselves and how we can turn those into positive self-fulfilling prophecies. And, you know, I can continue to give you the statistics that we have gone over saying that researchers estimate we think about 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day, 80% of those thoughts being negative. That's 40,000 to 56,000 thoughts that we think negative on a daily basis, and that's just for normal circumstances. And so we've been doing this series about um, transforming negative self-talk into positive affirmations to change your life because this is this is a pandemic, okay? You want to talk about uh, COVID being a global pandemic, so is negative self-talk. But this is not just a global pandemic. Yes, it is global, but this is this is generational. Okay, this has been something that it could have been passed down from your, you know, your parents, your great grandparents, your and your ancestors, whomever. But it's been it's just nobody has to teach us to think negatively. 
That's not something that we need to be taught. That's just our default. And so as we are in this series, we are talking about how we can take those six types of negative self-talk that we reviewed and we can change the way we think about ourselves and change the way we speak to ourselves so that we can be better human beings, okay? We can be better leaders in our various fields. Now, the six types of negative self-talk that we reviewed was the always or never in our dialogue. And this is when you find yourself thinking in terms of, well, this always happened or this never happens to me or every time I go to do this or everyone always talking about me or nobody likes me and so on and so forth like that. And then we also talked about personalizing, which is um, guilt tripping. And we talked about polarizing. This is when you can only see things in black and white. There's no middle ground. There's no good or um, there's no um, halfway point in between. Well, maybe, you know, this could be a good outcome or maybe this could be a bad outcome. Nope. Everything is just, it's either good or bad. There is no in between there. And the one that we started going into depth about, um, a few weeks ago was mind reading. And this is when you tell yourself that, you know, what another person is thinking. And it's usually negative. I mean, you create this narrative in your mind that they're saying this about you. They're treating you this way. They're doing that. And it's hard for you to think positively about them. And so we, we discussed that a few weeks ago. And then last week, we went into depth about, uh, we went in depth about filtering. And this is just when you're just basically focusing on the negative. You don't see any good outcomes whatsoever. You're just always focusing on the negative. And we talked about using various filters in the natural, uh, industrial commercial filters in the natural, and, and basically using them kind of as like metaphors of how we can transform and filter out negative thinking and negative self-talk last week. So if you missed that episode, definitely go back and check out episode nine. It is one of my favorites. And of course, we had some positive affirmations at the end of that for you as well. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about catastrophizing. Okay, I had to look to make sure I'm saying <laughs> saying that word correctly. Catastrophizing. Yeah, I said it right. This is when you are doing catastrophic predictions. Okay, and, and this is what we're going to review today. So today's topic is going to be reversing catastrophizing negative self-talk. And also I have some not so surprise bonuses for you at the end because this is what our fourth week now. And so you already know that the bonuses mean affirmations. So it's not such a surprise, but still surprise. Okay, so catastrophizing is when you imagine the worst possible outcome in any situation. And I wanted to talk about this one this week is uh, because that's what I've been doing. Uh, <laughs> that's what I've been doing since I came back to China and I was stuck in that um, the quarantine. And you notice that I said was, honey, on day 59, on day 59 of quarantine, I finally was released. It was in the afternoon. I was fin 59 days. 59 days, temporary or not, I'd like to see anybody try to spend 59 days in a Chinese government facility, 14 days, no, 16 days in an isolation ward, and so many other days in a hospital, all of that time being, in, being uh, behind locked doors. And every single time I would go to have a test, Part of me would hope for the best, and then the other part of me would be like, 
let me just go ahead and prepare myself so that I don't end up shocked like I did the first two times. Because the first two times, I was devastated. The first two times, you know, I, I got my um, test results back. They were negative. I was like, yes, I get to pro uh, pro progress to the next step. When I did, I felt like I had a little bit of freedom because I went from the uh, from the isolation ward to the hotel, the quarantine hotel, tested positive the next day, had to go right back to the hospital. And of course, I started catastrophizing. What is going to happen to me? They're going to stick me back in the isolation ward. I only had like less than 48 hours out here in the sunlight out here, you know, I'm still behind locked doors, but I felt the sun. In the isolation ward, I didn't have any mirrors. I didn't have any windows. I almost went crazy. I cried day after day after day. And I was in so much pain and so much mental angst. Like, I can't do that again. So I'm thinking all the negative things, and it's just like, well, just be prepared just in case. Have the, you know, you hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And I kept doing that. Even when I started getting good news, I kept catastrophizing, even this week. So once I, um, if you've been following my travel blog, and I think last week um, I mentioned this as well, once I finally arrived to Dalian a few, maybe about 10 days ago, about, maybe, actually it was about two weeks ago, um, when I finally arrived to Dalian, I had to, I was still in quarantine, and I um, it came up in conversation that I would need to look for a new place because my university didn't want me to live on campus anymore uh, because I had tested positive for COVID in Shaman and automatically catastrophizing. Like all of my belongings, my things, all of the, they're in my apartment on campus. Where am I going to stay? Where am I going to live? How am I going to get there? Who's going to pay for this? You know, just thinking all the worst things and then the 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 additional thoughts that I had was all my stuff is going to be messed up. If I call somebody to, you know, if I if I try to call moving company to come and move my things from that apartment over to a new apartment once I find it, all my expensive stuff going to be smashed, you know, because they're not the most delicate people, okay? I'm just going to listen, okay? And I'm not saying this to be racist or stereotypical or anything like that. I'm speaking from experience, not the most delicate people. You put fragile on the box and stuff still arrive bro broken. So just catastrophizing, you know? And then um, I found a place. And it was a fixer-upper, and I'm like, well, you know, it's what I have to work with. So, you know, and it's within walking distance to my university, and also it's within the budget that I'm allowing myself because this year is supposed to be all about saving money. It's supposed to be all about saving money. And now I have to pay additional bills, you know, just thinking absolute worst. So here I am thinking, you know, this is the apartment I found it going to go ahead and get it. I have to, you know, spend all of this money investing into it so that I can be exactly what I need it to be. I can make it feel like home, make it look like something. And then the owner said that they didn't want to rent to foreign friends. Um, and, and that, that has happened, not just with me, with several others. I mean, I get it. I, I totally understand. So then I started catastrophizing. The 15th is going to come. The semester is, is getting ready to start in about a week or so. I'm not going to have a home. What am I supposed to do? What if I just, maybe I could try to sneak on campus, but no, then I would probably end up in jail. I mean, listen, <laughs> thinking the worst possible outcome. And then I've been working with a few uh, uh, apartment rental agents um, 
in the city. And none of them were finding what I was looking for. And I happened to run across this apartment that was just really, really beautiful. I don't know how far it was away from my um, university because I'm trying to get something within walking distance, you know, because I, I actually don't mind walking. Um, and so I was trying to find something and I found it. It was with a different agency. I contacted uh, one of the agents listed and we, we were having a great conversation. Just everything was moving in the right direction. And then she responded, I just contacted the owner and the owner doesn't want to rent to a foreign friend. I said, okay. She said, but I have a different place for you to look at. If you're willing, we can go see it. And she gave me the address and it's within the neighborhood. And from the virtual reality tour, it looked, it looked decent. So I said, okay, I'll meet you there. So I walked there. It was about a 30, maybe 35 minute walk from, from the hotel I'm staying at right now. And, um, once I got there, I saw the place and I'm looking like, this is, this is nice. This is really nice. Actually, this is way better than what I was, <laughs> what I was looking at and looking for. Um, and it really reminded me of my first place that I had when I moved to China, which was a brand new um, construction. It was pretty pricey, but it was a brand new construction. And um, But this place is much bigger. This place is, you know, it has two floors and it has more space. And I'm just looking like, okay, I'm interested. And we negotiated on a price that was within my budget. Um, it was just a little bit above what I wanted um, because, of course, you know, I'm trying to save a little extra money, but my university is still paying uh, uh, paying um, a housing stipend, but I would still have to contribute it like, a, you know, a little bit of extra money. So I was okay with that. And so the thing was, I didn't have the money to give them right then and there. And honey, let me tell you something. When people are trying to get you to pay, they are going, they are bringing up all the all the benefits, all the vantage points and saying, you know, this place is going to be gone anytime soon if you can't pay today. And you know what? I just had to say, honey, let me tell you, if this place is gone, it just means that it wasn't meant for me to have. As much as I love this place, as much as I, you know, I would love to be here, I'm just going to tell you, I cannot make money come out of thin air. I told you when I would have it, I don't have it today. And unfortunately, it would be terrible if this place is gone by, by next week. But I, I can't do anything. And I mean, she's just asking everything. Can you borrow from a friend? Can you do this? Can you do that? I said, we can, we can try and go to an ATM and I can use my, my American credit cards and see if, you know, see if I can get some money out the machine. Y'all, I tried every single credit card. <laughs> I tried every single credit card. But because it's a foreign card... Um, at the banks that we went to within the area, it would not acknowledge my card. It literally kept rejecting my cards. And I said, I'm not going to keep forcing my credit cards up in here. And then, and then, you know, the card gets stuck and then I can't access my money. So no, I'm, it's just, I said, I leave it in your hands, Lord. So I told her, I said, sweetheart, I promise you, if anything changes between now and Monday, I will pay sooner. I, I promise you I will pay sooner, but I just can't. And I said, and it makes me feel a little bit bad in a way because I really, really like this place. Like, I can't believe that I'm getting this this place the way it looks. After everything I've seen and the price points that I've that they were at, I really cannot believe that th this is a huge steal. But I just, I don't have it right now. And so 
And she said, okay, well, I will try to wait for you, but if someone else comes along, then, you know, I will sell it. And I said, you do what you have to do. Again, if it's for me, then I'll get it. And so I had a 30-minute walk back home, right, back to the hotel. And what was I doing? Catastrophizing. <laughs> I was catastrophizing. Honey, let me tell you, I, you know, as I was walking, I'm like, oh, God, somebody else is going to see it and they're going to offer it at that price because they were asking for significantly more. Uh, but I, you know, I went down low on the price that I was asking for with the intent to work my way up because I've been living in China now for about four years with the exception of COVID year last year back in the States. But I've been living in China for about four years, so I know how they negotiate. So I'm going to negotiate with them the way that they do. And I'm thinking in my mind, oh, my God, they're going to, somebody else is going to see it. They're going to want it. They're going to get it for more money. I'm, you know, Monday's going to be here. It's time for me to check out from the hotel, and I'm not going to have a place to go. Like, all of these things going on in my mind. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask not one of my Chinese friends here in, in you know, in China to, to get me the money so I can do that and have to pay them back. I'm just like, I can't. I, <sighs> that was me coming out with every single catastrophe possible until I stopped myself. I stopped myself while I was walking. I said, wait a minute. Stop. As I was walking, I literally said, shut up. I said it out loud. I said, shut up. Because you're thinking negatively about something that you weren't even looking for. You weren't looking for that place. That place found you. You were looking at all of these other places, all of these other things that didn't look anything like that. And yet this thing is presented to you. Do you really, really think that God would allow you to see something better than what you were asking for and then take it away? Like what type of cruel God is that? What type of cruel being is that? Like that doesn't even make sense. So why are you catastrophizing about a situation that clearly is a blessing for you? Why? Why do we do that? And so I had to start doing some affirmations, the ones that I'm going to share with you right now. I, I started repeating these affirmations, and these are the affirmations that we are going to, this is your not-so-bonus, uh, not-so-surprise bonus affirmations here. But um, these are the affirmations that I started saying as I was walking home, and I said them, said them this morning when I was laying in bed, and I've been saying them all throughout the day. Instead of thinking the worst, I had to replace those thoughts, that, that negative self-talk with a better alternative. And so here are the affirmations that I've been personally practicing. Um, the first one is, this is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to say that one again. Y'all know that's a scripture. Huh? This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. And the second affirmation is, I believe this is going to be a wonderful day. I believe this is going to be a wonderful day. The third one is, I believe I can successfully handle any and every problem that will arise. I believe I can successfully handle any and every problem that will arise. Number four, I feel good physically, emotionally, and mentally. I feel good physically, emotionally, and mentally. Number five, I am grateful for all that I have had, 
for all that I have and for all that I will have. I am grateful for all that I have had, for all that I have, and for all that I will have. Number six, things are not going to fall apart because God is with me. Things are not going to fall apart because God is with me. Number seven, God is with me and he will see me through. God is with me and he will see me through. Number eight, I thank God for every good thing. I thank God for every good thing. Number nine, and I'm saying these twice so that you can write them down or at least repeat them after me. But number nine is the one that I've definitely been saying for the past week or so. I am willing to accept God's will. I ask for what I desire, but I am open to take what God gives me. I am willing to accept God's will. I ask for what I desire, but I am open to take what God gives me. And then affirmation number 10 for today. Today, I will deliberately speak hopefully about everything, no matter how difficult it may seem. Today, I will deliberately speak hopefully about everything, no matter how difficult it may seem. Listen, the more you practice replacing your negative self-talk, the more equipped you'll be to reach your greatest potential. Practicing positivity isn't about disregarding the unfortunate nature of a situation. It's not about denying that situation, but instead it's about acknowledging that you will find a way to think positively about it and to transform that negative self-talk into something positive. Because at the end of the day, it's more important to actively do your best and give God the rest. Whew. Let me tell you, I got the apartment. <laughs> I got the apartment and I am going to go sign the contract and be ready to move in because God made a way. He made a way. It was for me. I wasn't even looking for it, but he brought it to me. I was asking him for something else and he gave me something better. Child, listen, whoo, that right there, mm -mm. that's why I've been praying and, and, and saying an affirmation, I am willing to accept God's will. I ask for what I desire. I was asking him for what I desired, but I had to be open to take what God wanted to give me. And baby, when I tell you that what he wanted to give me was so much better than what I was expecting and asking for, <sighs> It's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth turning that negativity into positivity. It's so worth it. So we're going to continue on this journey next week. I'm super excited because we're going to be talking about the next type of um, negative self-talk. We're going to be talking about that always or never in our dialogue. So make sure you tune in to episode 11. We are in the double digits, double digits. <laughs> Please remember to subscribe to the Leaders Lab podcast, download today's episode and all the other 
nine episodes, rate, comment, and share so we can continue to reach global millennial leaders all around the world. And you can also follow me on Instagram at www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Charity TV or simply at Dr. Charity TV. And remember to transform those negative thoughts into positive affirmations. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.